Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And on today's Word for the Day, we continue our series about the ministry and work of the Holy Spirit. And today I want to answer the question, when do we receive the Holy Spirit? And there's what I'd say is there's a sense where in our baptism, um, the Holy Spirit's present in our lives. Um, he's at work through baptism. He's at work in us, and he's he's drawing us deeper into the covenant of grace. Especially if if you're a child, baptized as a, as a infant or a young believe or a young excuse me infant or a young child infant. Man, that came out wrong. An infant or a young child, um, he's there, but. But really, I think the real the real place where the Holy Spirit enters our life is when we are born again. And so let me read John 3, chapters 1 through 8, and just comment on this, because this is where Jesus really brings us out. It says, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So Nicodemus asked that question or makes that statement. Here's Jesus' response. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, or he could translate born anew or born from above, he or she cannot see the kingdom of God. So let's stop there again. So, so, Jesus wants Nicodemus to see God's kingdom so they can enter into it. He says, that just won't happen. That just can't happen unless you're born again or anew or from above. Verse 4, Nicodemus goes on and says, Well, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So, stop there again for a minute. That amplifies the first statement Jesus makes. What does it mean to be born again, born anew, born from above? It means to be born of water and the Spirit. And so, um, the, the, the grammar of that verse, which is John 3, 5, is such that um, he's not saying you need to have two different births, a birth from water and a birth from Spirit. But instead, that there's this birth, and it's water and the Spirit. And interpreters uh, throughout the whole history of church has understood that as, as the water of baptism and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the receiving and the Holy Spirit birthing me into the kingdom of God. And so this is where the two things I just talked about connect. There's a sense where in our baptism, the Holy Spirit is at work. There, there's, there's a beginning of his work in us. But the fullness of that reception, the fullness of that conversion comes when we, by faith, respond to Jesus. So, for example, a baby who's baptized is going to grow up and respond by faith. That may be that they slowly grow into faith. It may be they have a season of conversion, or like me, they kind of live life then just before they turn 18. Like I did, they, they convert, or some other age. But, but there comes a point where you're not just born of water, you're also born of the spirit. And Jesus goes on that, which is born of flesh is flesh. So Nicodemus, no, you can't go into your mother's womb again. That's one birth, but there's another birth that who, the one who's born of the spirit. Don't marvel that I said to you, you must be born again or born anew or born from above. 
The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now the conversation goes on, and boy, if you've not read it a long time, go back and read it. But this is foundational and central to the whole understanding of Christianity and the Christian life, in that my my Christian life begins at my new birth. My regeneration, which is another word for new birth, is the theological term we use. And that regeneration happens because of the Holy Spirit. He does it. So oftentimes people talk about from certain traditions, I, I accepted Jesus Christ. And that's that's a fine thing to say. In fact, our baptismal creed invites people to do that. Um, but it's really not my accepting of Jesus Christ that converts me or brings new life. It's the Holy Spirit's work of regeneration. So in that conversion, the Holy Spirit comes into our life. And we are given new life in Jesus Christ. First John really riffs off this and talks about how when someone's born of God, how they their life begins to change and they begin to keep God's commandments. Not perfectly, because he also builds into his letter the important truth that we, we can sin and we need to confess our sin. But the person who claims Jesus and there's just zero obedience, zero change, that letter makes it clear that there's a question where they've really been regenerate, where they really have been born again. Do they really know the Lord? But the person who's really been regenerate has life change. And that's a change by the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit comes into us and he's He's received and he's in our life through our regeneration and our new birth. And he becomes available to us to do all the things he wants to do in our life. So that's the first thing I want to say is when we um, come to the place whether we've already been baptized or moving toward baptism, and we understand that Jesus is our Savior, that he died on the cross and rose again so we can be forgiven, declared not guilty, um, justified, adopted as children of Abba Father, and then we surrender to him as Lord, inviting him through the Holy Spirit in our life to, to take over our life. That conversion, that's a work of the Holy Spirit. It's regeneration, and the Holy Spirit comes into our life at that point. God bless and have a great day.